0: All right, hey, we're here with Patrick, and this is Jamie. Another Devo for you, Patrick. If I'm not mistaken, this is like we're in the '80s
1: in terms of our numbers
0: of <laughs> Devos we made. Is
1: that right? Yeah, we're this is number eighty-three. Wow! Yippee for eighty-three. We've done a lot. Yippee
0: for eighty-three. Here it is. And what passage are we talking about today, Pat?
1: We are talking. About Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. 14 through 20.
0: Okay, since on our last one you read, I'll read this one. How about that? That sounds like a great plan to me. All right, here we go. Uh, Mark, I almost said John. Mark chapter 1, starting with verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with a hired man and followed
1: him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know what I am really thankful for? What's that? Whoever went through and made any time Jesus was talking read in my Bible. Oh man, isn't that great? <laughs> that's like I remember the first time I saw a Bible like that. I think I was in elementary school, and I was like, okay, that's cool. That's like that's a fancy Bible right there, and now now i my regularly used Bible has that too,
0: yeah, yeah, the red letter edition man it is it 's real,
1: and yeah. it 's good
0: it's it 's really helpful because then you know um when Jesus is talking
1: yeah it's like has a weird psychological effect on me, I think whatever is in red has a little bit more punch, you know yeah, like true. a little bit more oomph, a little yeah. bit more meaning because I don't have to really process and think about like, okay, who's saying this and like, look back and like, where's the said where's the quotes. It's obvious, right? <laughs> you don't it. even have to include the Jesus said, or he said, you could just end end the quote and it's in red and you would know.
0: I think once too, years ago, I went through my Bible and was looking at, I think it was the book of Matthew and I just looked at the red letters. Like I just read what Jesus said instead of like what was in between. It doesn't yeah. really flow as well, but, uh, <laughs> You know, it's just a different way to look at the Bible. Yeah. Um, Taking a different look here. So let's start at the beginning, verse 14.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So John was put in prison. Jesus went into Galilee and Jesus is making a proclamation. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Is that your proclamation voice? That's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I defaulted to that. I'd rather have like a trombone. Um,
0: Like that, kind of like that. Yeah. Downward sloping noise of a trombone or.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So Jesus is up to some stuff. He's proclaiming and time is come.
0: And John, by the way, is John the Baptist. Uh, John was put in prison because he was talking trash. It wasn't really trash because it was true. But he was talking trash about one of the power uh, brokers, um, remember Rome's in charge. And he says, Hey, it's not right for you to basically marry your family member is what was going on. Yeah. Um, to put it short. And, and so he, he says something about that and they're like, Oh no, you can't talk trash about us. And they put him in prison. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Kind of a bummer. People really looked up to John. People went out to the desert to see John. People um, really respected the message that he had and saw him as a prophet. They saw him as someone who God was using to bring people to repentance, which is good. And so, um, yeah, verse 14, John's put in prison. Jesus goes into Galilee, which is a small area of towns, and he's proclaiming the good news. And what is the good news of God? That The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. And that people can repent and believe. Um, And that's the good news. And that's what the gospel means. It means the good news.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we could sit on just this verse and and talk for our full 20 minutes here with with all of our listeners, with the, the group of listeners, but... We have to talk about the next passage, the next chunk. This is a whole new chunk starting right, at verse true. sixteen. We got to jump into the other chunk. Yeah, Jesus calls his first disciples, which is also just as important as the good news, I think, because this is really setting the stage for a lot of what's coming uh, in Jesus's life. Jesus is walking beside the Sea of Galilee, and he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Now, <laughs> have you ever? I know you're a fisher fishermen. And, uh, normally you use like a hook and a, a fishing pole. Have you ever just thrown a net out there and hope for the best?
0: Yeah. You know, nets are an interesting thing. Uh, nets by and large, uh, if you're going to use a net to go fishing, you either have to have a lot of special permits or you're breaking the law most of the time because nets are super effective compared to a lot of other ways of fishing.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You because, can catch like a, like a million fish. Yeah, thousand fish like in a like catch,
0: you catch all the fish if you're a fisherman using a net. Um, and then it goes down from, you know, from there, it's how many hooks do you have on a line down to what type of line you're using. And, and it even gets all the way until, I've even heard of people who go fishing just using their bare hands. Oh yeah. Um, which would be the most (laughs) difficult way to fish. So, so
1: my cousin has fished with his foot before. Oh Cri- yeah. 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 Crazy story. Like he, like fish, fishing was going off. Everyone was catching fish. We found the fish hole. We're all out there in our boats and everything. And my cousin was out there. All he had was a, a fishing line and a hook. So he tied it to his foot and to his big toe and he dunked it in the water and like any, he was catching fish with it. It was crazy. With his, with his big toe, he was catching with, fish. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So
0: these guys are fishermen, right? They have, they're casting this net into a lake. The nets that they had, and you might be able to find some videos of this. A lot of these people will throw a net, and it'll kind of sprawl out. Um, and they're these pretty big nets. The, the idea they're about as big of a net is like you could really throw out. There's other nets where you drag them out and drop them down in a boat. There's all sorts of different ways of fishing, but um, the idea is to catch like as many pounds of fish as you can catch. This isn't like catch one or two and eat it's like, this is like catch catches, you know, more than you can carry kind of a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. Like a lot of fish. And from what I understand, Simon and Andrew were pretty good, uh, fishermen, like well-respected, uh, at fishing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, um, it seems like that was their family business, which means probably from a young age, that's all they had ever done. Is fishing and their dad, that's probably all their dad had ever done. And maybe even the grandfather and the great, great grandfather. So these are like multi-generational fishermen, which means that they're probably experts at things like, you know, making boats and mending nets and all of these different little skills.
1: Right. And so Jesus says to them, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. So, uh, pretty, uh, bold statement, pretty big statement must've had a lot of weight attached to it. Uh, but it was an easy decision from what it appears for Simon and Andrew, but having Jesus come and say, come follow me, uh, is a big, uh, it's a big ask. And it's like a very rewarding, I guess. And it's, it's like someone asking like, Hey, be like the CEO of my company. Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And, you know, I've heard some people give lessons on this idea of saying, come follow me. And, and, um, you know, one of the thoughts behind it is when you're a rabbi and you say that to someone, it means you're telling them you are good enough to follow in my footsteps. You're good enough to be the next, you know, me or the next rabbi. And so if you ask someone to follow you, it was like saying, I think you can do this. Right. It was kind of an honor. Yeah. And people don't do that anymore. You know, people like go, if they're looking for someone to, you know, find a job or something, they'll put up a, a thing on a website and say, oh, we're looking for the next whoever. And and people will go out and look for it. And this day, I guess if you wanted to be a rabbi, you just start teaching. And then you go to people and let them know like, hey, I think you can be like me. You can be one of my followers. And Jesus must have had a pretty big effect on these people because uh, at once they left their nets and followed him.
1: Yeah. And it kind of gives off an apprenticeship vibe, yep. but what throws me is Jesus isn't saying, come follow me and I will like, teach you the ways of the road. I will teach you how to do everything like an apprentice would. If you're going to be an apprentice of a plumber, you'd follow a plumber around and learn how to do it. Jesus is saying, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Yeah, uh, It's like, I follow me, but then you physically might not be following me, but you like spiritually will be following me still. And I'll send you out that way, which is, um, really a, a very unique ask. I, I think that that ask in this verse right here is unique to Jesus only, mm-hmm. right? Like no one else can, can say, follow me and I will send you out to do something. I think that's reserved only for Jesus because only Jesus can actually send someone out without any formal training or apprenticeship or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's gonna, he's gonna take these people and he's gonna teach them. Now, when he says this, I'll, I will send you out to fish for people. I'm wondering if, you know, Simon is leaning over to Andrew and being like, Hey, we need a bigger net. I don't know if I can catch a human with that net that we have, or or we're gonna need a bigger boat if we're gonna start catching people. Um, I wonder if they even had any any idea what he was talking about or what he was, you know, like what what that meant. But they knew who Jesus was, you know, they had kind of a hint or an idea of who he was. Yeah. So they did it. Um, but he doesn't end there, right? Verse 19. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee and his brother John. So here's James and John. And they're prepping their nets. Uh, verse 20, without delay, he called them and they left their father in the boat with the hired men and, and followed him. So, <laughs> what's crazy to me is these guys had what probably were somewhat successful fishing businesses. I mean, they're successful enough that they're hiring, you know, extra workers.
1: Yeah. Uh, they have
0: nets. They're like working, they're making money. And they are leaving. The business, uh, and okay. their brothers. So it's not like he's taken one person from a family. It's taking multiple brothers from a family. And so that had a big impact on that family. I, I, you know, would imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Multiple impacts on the family, multiple impacts on the business. Definitely. Uh, but I think, uh, James and John really recognized the value Cause it's like, okay, you're going to decide to maintain the successful family business or am I going to go do something that's bigger? Right. And, but more risky. I mean, at this time in the moment probably came off as a little bit more risky, but maybe the reward was also very apparent too.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And you know, you wonder like if someone came up to you and said, Hey Patrick, follow me and I will buy you a new truck. You'd be like, okay, a new truck. Yeah, I'll follow you. Or follow me and I will uh, make you internet famous. <laughs> and you'd be like, well, okay, I guess I'll get that to or, or follow me and I will uh, you know, get you whatever it is that you want or need. Or you know. And Jesus isn't giving them this big promise that's like for them just themselves. Right. It's for something that's so much bigger. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't think they really know what it is. I, at Correct. this point, I think they're just like I. I think this guy's legit, um, and I'm willing to take this risk. Yeah, and, and I think that's true of us when Jesus comes to us. Like when we first encounter Jesus, we don't know all that that's going to mean for our lives. Like we don't, you know, we don't, we don't know what we're going to have to give up. We don't know what we're going to have to pick up. Uh, we don't know um, where Jesus is going to call us. We don't know the the whole plan. He he doesn't lay it out. He just says, Hey, I want you to follow me. And we have the choice. Do I say yes? Do I follow him? Do I say no? And um, for a lot of us out there, we're like, you know what? Gee, there's something about God. There's something about this call from this person that leads me to believe that this is going to be the best thing. I have to say
1: yes. Yeah. It's like that, that gut feeling when you know, like the right choice, the hard choice, but maybe the, but the right choice, you know,
0: that's right. Exactly. It's the gut choice. And, and that is this personal revelation that Jesus gives us when the Holy Spirit comes to us and just shows us that this is the right place to be and the right place to go. So if any of you out there are feeling that even right now, or you're like, I, I need more. Uh, I know there's something more. And this person of Jesus is a curious personality to me. And I know that Jesus is the right way, the right path. Um, stop where you're at. Say a prayer. Talk to God. Tell God that you will follow him, uh, that you'll follow Jesus. And, and that's the cool thing is that God doesn't just say, okay, I'm going to save you. You're good. Let's move on to the next person. God calls us into mission, right? So he calls all these people into a purpose. He doesn't just call them to be saved for nothing. He calls them to be saved in order that they would fish you you would go out there and spread it.
1: Yes. Yes. So great. Thanks for tuning in to today's devotional on this passage this Sunday.
0: See you guys later. Bye.